You are Locked On Bama, hey your daily Welcome podcast on the Alabama Bama. Crimson Tide. That's part me. of the Locked Jimmy On Stein, Podcast Network, him. your Jimmy, team you every day. I'm enjoying a built bar And you're not losing your hair, but if you were, you would go to Keeps. So, I mean, a lot of sponsor tie-ins today. And uh, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar, by the way. I'll talk about them in just a bit. Uh, some some people that could have used a Built Bar right around halftime yesterday was the Alabama Crimson Tide. They, um, they, they didn't have their best effort, um, Jimmy, yesterday against Oklahoma. There's certainly a lot to be negative about, but I'm going to choose not to go that route because – Instead, I'm going to be – I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm going straight uh, into the, hey, let's let's look at this like we've won 10 of our last 11 versus we're on a one-game winning losing streak. <laughs> well, first of all, it's a good team. I know they were down their best player, and that is a big deal. I mean, and frankly, we had to felt pretty good about that going into the game, that they would be down their best guy. <laughs> but they're a good team. They've beaten Texas and, and Kansas in back-to-back games, so we lost to a really – really good team on the road in a close game. So it's not exactly time to uh, to give up the ghost. Uh, I think we have a lot left to accomplish. You know, here's what I would like to see. Uh, when we, We've been playing well since, since the 1st of January, or re- really since the week before then. We've been playing well since then. When we looked unbeatable was during a little stretch when we were shooting the eyes out of the ball. I mean, Petty and Shaq and, and, and Primo and Quinterly, they, they were knocking down everything. And, and the fact of the matter is, when we don't shoot it well, we got to win by just being scrappy and playing defense. And, uh, gosh, we'd make life so much easier on ourselves. We'd make some shots. So we had chances down the stretch. We missed Alex Reese missed two open threes. Keon Ellis missed an open three. And we missed two baskets right at the basket and that's right. why we lost that's five shots in the pat in the last minute and a half make any one of them and, and it's a different outcome perhaps so we just got to make shots and uh I, I, I'll, I'll go this now i'll even go this now. weird that you're going positive when i'm going negative but i i know that when we lose in the ncaa tournament you know we'll make the tournament and if at some point we'll lose we're not going to win the national championship i don't believe uh, at some point in the tournament, we'll lose. And when we lose that game, this is what we're going to say. Huh? We didn't shoot it well. No, I think you're absolutely right. And we and we didn't shoot it very well. Um, you know, what's kind of disturbing, and even though I'm, I'm trying to remain positive, I think it's not negative to just point out stats. Um, the, the last two games, um, we had six straight games over 80 points before these last two games where we've had two straight games under 72. So my question is, are we tired? I mean, maybe we're just a little tired. We've done a lot of this, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday games. I mean, this is the, I think this coming up Wednesday is the first SEC game we've had on a Wednesday that I can remember. I mean, maybe, maybe we played on a Wednesday and I don't remember it, but um, most of them had, and, and, Again, I, I don't know if that means shit. I'm just trying to put the pieces together um, because we looked a little fatigued. And I think that it's fair to say we played fatigued, especially considering um, last Tuesday we played a Kentucky team that's 
that's long and athletic, but we didn't play nearly as well as home against them as we did on the road. And then we played an Oklahoma team missing their best player and a top five or six player on the team. And we just never really looked in sync. So I'm wondering if we're tired. And specifically, I'm wondering if we have Herb Jones needs a rest. I mean, once again, right. he's playing with gauze literally hanging out of his nose. Um, we did we did not get help from the officials. And, and I'm not saying this loss was on the officials. I, there's some people who said that. I'm not going to do that. I, I hate that. But um, they, for whatever reason, uh, they didn't let Herb play defense. Uh, he got called for one foul where his nose got bloodied. And and even the announcers were like, okay, that's just anticipating a call. And I, I think they were right. But it happens. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying it happens. And sometimes when the calls aren't going your way in a game, you have to find a way to get through that. But, um, you know, Herb is a, is a fantastic defender. And for whatever reason, they weren't letting him defend this t- yesterday. Yep. I, I, I'm tired might might be the exact reason that that might be literally it. I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with injured. I think we Herb is extremely banged up. I think we have other guys that are a little banged up. Uh, Rojas still coming back from 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 what was most likely COVID, uh, and of course we got to you know handle all the testing. And, and, and contact trade, just the COVID protocols, which are taxing. Uh, we haven't had an off, off week, and by that meaning we, we've consistently played two games a week since, uh, since late December. And like you said, Luke, I think that Saturday, Tuesday thing, wow, I mean, on the one hand, that's got to wear you out. You do get the extra rest between Tuesday and Saturday. Uh, it, it almost feels like in, in football we could really use an off week. I mean, it really does feel like we could really use a football off week. But that said, uh, that's, the sport doesn't allow for it, and we got to find a second win. I think it would be nice if we could play a game where there is a blowout. It's kind of hard to imagine that that would take place against a really good LSU team and then a really good Missouri team, unless we're the ones getting blown out. Uh, but we could kind of use one of those games where it's not under any sort of stress in the last five minutes, we can play, you know, uh, you know Tyler Barnes and, and other guys can get in the game. We could really use that. We are tired, and we're definitely beat up. I mean, beat up might be the, the top problem. But that said, look at the position we're in. 9-0, and start the second half of the SEC season this week. Uh, I mean, what record – here's a good question for the podcast today. What record in the SEC clinches – the SEC regular division. How many games do we have to win of these nine? I would tell you uh, seven and two, obviously six and three, almost certainly six and three in the last nine, almost certainly. So I would tell you five and four would probably win the league for for Alabama. Five and four wins the league. I wouldn't even rule out four and five, frankly, but. Five and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying five and four is the goal. I'm just saying if we go five and four in these last nine, we're going to win the SEC, which is a massive accomplishment for, SC, for, for Alabama basketball. 
Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Keeps. Uh, this isn't uh, something you and I deal with because uh, our hair right now is with us, and that's good. But, uh, you know, eventually uh, we're going to start losing it, too. And, you know, as guys, much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out or whatever. That's why when we get into our 20s or 30s or, Jimmy, in your case, your 70s, uh, you start noticing the first signs of hair loss. It definitely feels like panic time because, let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Um, thankfully, now there's keys. The simple and easy way to keep your hair. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? That seems pretty high. That the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. Get the treatment from home. Go to keeps.com. Please go to keeps.com. Just check them out. And and uh, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash locked on college. Go to keeps dot com slash locked on college and be sure to go to K-E-E-P-S dot com at least once. Just just go there and, and just look at it. If you're if you're concerned about hair loss or you know somebody who's concerned about hair loss, go to keeps and just give them a shot. I promise you they'll be able to help you out. Then when you're done with keeps and you got your hair situation straightened out, go to betonline.ag. Now you're feeling confident. Your hair is where you want it. You know things are going your way. Hey, maybe Lady Luck's on your side. Go to betonline.ag and give them a try. Go ahead and put some money on the tide or or put some money on the Super Bowl. Use one of their great prop bets they're going to have. Or come up with a prop bet of your own and submit it. Oh, man, those are super cool. Go check out betonline.ag. It is a fantastic way to bet legally online. It's easy to pay in and even easier to pay out. Go to betonline.ag. You will not be disappointed. You can bet on literally anything, soccer, basketball, poker, blackjack, uh, roulette, anything. They may have war. I don't know if they have it, but that would be kind of cool. I hope they have war. Go check them out and see what they got at betonline.ag. All right, Jimmy. Um, yeah, you you mentioned let's let's keep with the basketball theme here just for a minute. Um, you mentioned that uh six and three will win it. Yeah, I mean, simple math. Uh we have a three game lead. So if we go six and three at the worst, we tie for it. But um if we go five and four, I think we win it too. I'm like you. I mean, I can't imagine somebody getting that hot on the backside of this schedule. And also let's remember the backside of our schedule is, is relatively easy before we get into this schedule talk though. You know, I mentioned Herb and, and I, listen, we, one of the reviews uh, for us on Apple podcast was that we sometimes dog players. I don't think we dog players at all. I think we call a spade a spade sometimes. And look, if a player, if the Alabama players want to have a podcast, uh, critiquing our podcast, then that's fine. And if they say, boy, that podcast, that Locked on Bama podcast last week was shitty, I would probably agree with them. It's okay to tell somebody uh, sometimes when they didn't play well, hey, you, you didn't play well. Maybe they didn't know it. They need, they need to know it. Um, that being said, at this point, when James Rojas comes in the game, it feels like he's, he's a walking foul. I mean, he comes in, he fouls, he turns it over. He he had two really bad plays towards the end of that game. Um, one where I think he missed a he missed a shot at like a two a, a pretty relatively easy shot, and then he took. Now he was wide open, but he took the three, and and I'm sure I'm 
sure Nate Oates is like, look, if you're open, my offense says take the three. But at the same time, I mean, you got to kind of know, Rojas, you're coming off what we think was coronavirus. You didn't play much the previous game. I mean, you got to get into the flow of the game. It's like when he gets in the game, um, somebody takes a leash off of a dog who just wants to get out there and do something. He wants to catch a Frisbee or chase a squirrel or bite somebody. And it just doesn't matter if it's good or bad or indifferent. And he just runs out there and he's, you know, feverish. Um, and, and it has been a problem. I, I, I really think Rojas has a huge role on this team if he will embrace it. You know, he's, but he's got to do it a little bit more under control. Yeah, he hasn't been an offensive juggernaut uh, as of late. And, uh, yeah, whoever said we dog the players, I mean, we're just talking about the games. I mean, <laughs> you know, I've noticed one, one, one thing online. There's a certain percentage of fans, and I'm not dogging these fans. I get it. But there's a certain percentage of fans that just they want nothing but cheerleading and nothing but good news. I've even seen on message boards fans that want good news, and they don't care if it's true or not. <laughs> just just say something great and they're going to be happy and it doesn't matter whether it's factual and basis it's just good news so so uh they they take it as news and get, so we're not I, I don't i don't i don't think luke and i uh our role is is to be cheerleaders though we are highly supportive of our favorite team and we're, we're very supportive but we're just breaking down the games and talking about the games and and sometimes you lose and sometimes a kid fumbles and we're not going to be <laughs> not beating anybody up here that's just you know Rojas missed the shot I mean he, he did I'm sure he would tell you that uh he wanted he to make made it, it or wishes he had made it yeah he wanted to make it he tried we're not but, but, he's a bad person we're just but, saying but, but, Jimmy, maybe, am that's, I off maybe base? that's not the best shot to take am I off you base know? saying that when he gets in there it's almost like and I, I get this from a player's perspective when especially if he sat out a game like he did uh, with Rona, and he, he's also suspended, remember, uh, right before SEC right. play along with Petty. Right. So, I mean, he's probably like, I got to get in there. I got to make my mark. I got to do my thing. And I think if he just – if he would calm down a hair, here's what his role should have been against Oklahoma, where we needed him desperately. We needed a dude like him who's strong. I mean, it, I haven't seen anything out of him that screams super athleticism, but I've seen where, okay, he's not afraid to mix it up. He's not a, He's not scared. So what what I wish he would have come in there with the mindset of was I'm going to come in there. They're not getting another offensive rebound. That's not happening exactly. while I'm in there because they killed exactly. us on offensive rebounds. Yep. No, no, that's exactly right. We've had a couple of players in the past. Uh, Chris Hines comes to mind. Bola is another guy that comes to mind. Guys that were like, they weren't great, what I would call 40-minute players. But they they were they were fantastic rebounders, and, and I think Rojas could become that guy, and and then be a huge reason as to why we win the games because we're getting beat on the boards. So we put in Rojas, and and, and who ends the idea that we're we're getting beat on the boards? That would be an ideal role for him, and and the more he plays, and the more comfortable he gets. Maybe he can turn that into some offense. But uh, yeah, whenever Rojas is is the one putting up the shot. I, I don't have a ton of confidence right now. Believe it or not, I, I have sort of a – I could be wrong. I, I would need to see the numbers. I would love to see the numbers. But how efficient is our offense when Shackelford attacks the lane? It, it doesn't feel to me like that works often. I, it, it just – I mean, I know 
Nate wants to do. He wants to take threes, and he wants to attack the rim. And Shackelford is pretty good at getting to the rim and putting up some sort of a shot. It just doesn't seem to go in a lot. I mean, maybe, no, I, I just want to see point. the numbers. I, I, I want to see the numbers about Shackelford attacking the lane, and maybe that should be someone else. Like, uh, and if if we're if we're gonna uh, critique minutes right now, I, I'm not sure Coinerly's playing enough. Uh, I, I, and I know he has his struggles, and he even has his struggles defensively. I'm not saying he's the uh, put in Quinterly and we're never going to lose again. I'm not saying – I'm just saying, I don't know. I, I have more of a comfort level with Quinterly being on the court than maybe Nate does. And maybe we should go with Nate and not me. But uh, I don't know. I, I just sort of like Quinterly being out there. That's that's funny to me because I'm the other way. I'm sort of like Quinterly has not found himself yet. And I guess you could say, well, he, he needs to play his way into it. But I, I think Quinterly may still be dealing with the after effects of, of his bout with Rona because I, I can tell you, and again, Quinterly is a 20-something or 19-year-old, whatever he is, superb athlete. And my dad is a 74-year-old dude who's not a superb athlete. And But my dad is still getting over Rona in the sense that it's been two or three weeks since he's, you know, maybe even four weeks since he officially was done with it. And he is like about noon. He's done. I mean, now he can tough it out, but he's about done. And um, I feel like, um, you know, I don't think Quinterly's in any, you know, dire uh, health-ish situation here. But I think it, it's just it, it takes something out of you. And I feel like it may have taken something out of him. And, and maybe if that's what Ro- Rojas had, uh, maybe it took a little something out of Rojas too. Um, but you're right about number one going back to. Fans want maybe that's what we, we should just come on here and do a podcast and pretend like Alabama won. Like what a game! Can you believe we did it? I don't care what ESPN said. <laughs> but uh, you know, this is what worries me, Jimmy, about the um, about the game coming up with LSU because this look Oklahoma. We wanted to win that game. Don't get me wrong, but um, I'm not despondent over that. I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, we, we lost, but Oklahoma was really hot. If we had played Oklahoma two weeks ago, I don't care how many players they got. If they have no players sick, if they had some players back that were on last year's team, we would have beat them. We were so hot. Sometimes you run up on a team that's hotter than you are, and you're a little bit drained. And I and Oklahoma just played their ass off, they, and they did, and kudos to them. Okay, but I would be fine playing them again. I'm not scared to play them again. Um, but now here's the thing. LSU coming up Wednesday is a much bigger game, huge game. And it's because, you know, you were talking about that five and four, six and three down the stretch. See, if LSU wins that game, that's sort of like losing two because they yeah. gain one, we lose one, like immediately. So um, yeah. I think this is much bigger. But, Jimmy, let me go ahead and take another break here. Let me tell everybody about Built Bar first. You were just enjoying a delicious Built Bar. They are fantastic. It's a great way to maintain or to even lose weight if you want to go that route. Um, I've been eating Built Bars here recently because I have been going a little bit more keto. I kind of broke that last night. I mean, because uh, I had to have a, I had to have, I had to have a cookie, man. I just had to have a cookie. Um, I got a bad sweet tooth though, and most of the time, Built Bar takes care of that. I just didn't have any Built Bars on me. If I'd had a Built Bar, it wouldn't have been an issue. But I had to have something sweet. Built Bars are absolutely delicious. Uh, trust us on this. I'm telling you, every time I eat one, I'm like, how is this thing so good for you when it tastes so awesome? I mean, it. You normally things that are good for you don't taste awesome. This does. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off that order. 
You'll, you, you will not buy from there just once. That's my promise to you. You will not buy. If you buy from Built Bar the first time, you will buy from them again because everything is so good. And they have a multitude of products, too. But right now, we want you to focus on the Built Bar. Just give it a shot and see if you like it. If you do like it, uh, be sure to tweet about it. Be sure to talk about it. Be sure to send it in to us. Send us a picture of you eating a Built Bar. Man, we, Jimmy and I love that. We're lonely. Send us a picture of you. Just to, You don't even have to be eating a Built Bar. We're just really lonely. But um, BuiltBar.com is where you need to go and uh, check them out. Jimmy, you know, I want to go uh, – let's just keep it on basketball for a second. I guess we could talk about the Senior Bowl if you want to, but really I don't mm. – Maybe somebody from Alabama played. I didn't watch any of it because when Mac Jones wasn't going to play, Najee didn't play, and Devontae Smith didn't play, I'm kind of like, I'm not watching this anymore. So uh, let's not talk Thomas about Thomas Fletcher it. snapped the hell out of the ball all day. Yes, Thomas Fletcher did snap it. That's right. Who won? Thomas Fletcher snapped. Uh, you know who won? The national team won, I believe. And By the way, the can, we talk about how, can we talk about how dumb that is? I mean, are we that sensitive as a society? We can't do north and south anymore. We we we're offended by directions. I mean, come on, man. I mean, seriously, this has gotten so ridiculous. I'm fifty percent on that, but I'm also fifty percent on there was some deeper stuff to it. Uh, They had actually changed for all the people like, oh my gosh, this is about Trump and the insurrection. They changed the north south stuff years ago for a long time. Uh, this isn't the first time it's been American versus National or AFC versus NFC. They did that for a while. Um, they, they'd gotten off the North-South thing, and part part of the problem is just the roster itself. The fact of the matter is the majority of the players that are invited to play in this game are from the South. So when you Agreed. do North versus South, there's a ton of South guys playing for the North. There's okay, also, say that. Yeah. Say that. Right, right. And that's problematic, and also the NFL wants, you know, the practices are everything to the NFL, and this game is nothing without the NFL. So you're constantly trying to make the NFL as happy as possible, and they want to see certain matchups in practice, which also means throwing north versus south out the window and just getting matchups on the practice field that the NFL would like to see. So that's part of it. And, yes, part of it is, I think, Civil War imagery. They would sort of like to not – do anymore but to say that that's the only reason or the driving force uh, that that's not true i'm sure it has some to do with let's just not be controversial at all and yeah and they used to do north south years ago to sell tickets i mean it was a way to get fans interested in the game sure and the outcome and the outcome of the game is to root for the south and but now the game is so big and the stars on the field are so big they they don't need it to sell tickets anymore, so that's 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 a thing too. I, listen, I would I would have totally been for it if they had said, "All right, here we're switching this up. It's going to be like the NFC AFC All Pro Game instead of doing AFC versus NFC." Or was it? I think the NBA All Star Game may do this too. I can't remember. One some of these All Star Games do this where they you know you have a draft and you're like, okay, yeah. you may be from the Eastern Conference, you may be from the Western Conference, but we're just switch. You know, we're just making it a ten, you know the ten best players or whatever on the court or the twenty two best players on the field theoretically. I would be fine if they said, okay, the coaches this year are the coach for the Dolphins and the coach for the Panthers. I think that's what they were, and right. just have them say, okay, we're gonna we'll draft a team. 
Now you got to draft a center. You got to draft a, you know, you got to draft a, uh, a guard and you got to do all that. But if you want to take a quarterback first, go for it. And, and if he's from California, fine. And, and you're coaching the, the Dolphins, then do, uh, you can call it the AFC, NFC or whatever, or even call it the Dolphins Panthers for all I give a shit. Yeah, Dolphins Panthers is, is that, that, that's funny you said that. that that's kind of my small idea that I want to grow up there in the senior bowl offices. I think it would be more fun. I think it'd be fun to literally name the teams after the coaching staff. Yeah. And, and it brings, it brings more attention to the fact that NFL staffs are coaching these games, <laughs> that it literally is the Dolphins staff. It literally is the Panthers staff and call them the Dolphins. Hey, this year it's the Dolphins versus the Panthers and put a patch. You don't have to put the whole Jersey on. I'm sure the NFL's fine with it. I mean, it's the NFL's game. Uh, you don't have to put a whole jersey on, but, you know, that all the Dolphins team would wear uh, either the Dolphins sticker on their helmets or a patch on their, their jerseys, and it's the Dolphins yeah. versus the Panthers, and I think both fan bases would uh, would have some fun with that. You know, it, it reminds me, there was a Simpsons one time when uh, Seymour Skinner was looking for, uh, he was at this, that, remember there was the first gay guy Homer had ever met, he owned that, like, um, it was right next to Nate to uh, Ned Flanders store, the left-handed emporium or whatever it was. He had a store that was all, all this kitsch stuff and Seymour Skinner went in there looking for stuff. And it was like, you know, this, there was a bumper sticker for uh, uh, president, you know, some president Kennedy or something like that. He said, you don't have, do you have any stickers that, that are nonpartisan, like may the best man win. And he was like, no, why, 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 who would have a sticker like that? And that's what it feels like we've gotten to in sports is like eventually we're not going to have – nobody's going to have different color jerseys on because that's going to offend it. Everybody's going to be wearing a tan jersey of the same color. And if if your team scores, well, that's fine, but you got to let the other team score. And then we're all going to play to a 50-50 tie and everybody go home and hug. But um, anyway, I want to – That is what I feel like, though. Any, any expanding the playoff discussion, that's what it all sounds like to me. I, I've said true. it a hundred times. People like when I say it. Any time there is any discussion online or a national columnist or we've got to expand the playoff, what they're saying is my favorite team is seven and five, and it's not fair that they never get in. That's right. That's what they're saying, and it it infuriates me. Well, the The playoff is very fair to everyone who wins all the games, even the group of five teams. Win all your games, and you have an argument to make. You do. Now, you might not get in, but you do have a good argument. And this year, is it Houston? No, wait. Which? Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. If they win all their games, they're in, period, because they, they have somehow managed to schedule their way in. Uh, and kudos to them for doing it. But if Cincinnati wins, goes undefeated in 2021, they will be in the playoff, period. Um. I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about. First of all, I want to tell a quick personal story because I was talking about Rojas coming in and knowing your role, you know, and, and sometimes your role in what you want it to be at first, right? I mean, you come in and, and Rojas's role is, should be, I wanted him to come in and get some offense, get, well, it would have been defensive rebounds for us, but basically his goal should have been, I'm not going to let Oklahoma get an offensive rebound. I'm going to fight for it. Now, if I get a foul, so be it, but they're not getting one. And that wasn't what he did. I mean, that he took another route. And maybe he just can't, you know, again, he had to take the year off with the ACL and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I, it reminded me of when I used to play, when I was like 16 or 17, I was working at uh, Robinson Iron 
in the summers. And then during lunch, I would go to the rec and play basketball. And at the time, it was mostly all these other adults that just, you know, sort of like me on their lunch break. But I was far and away the youngest one. The mayor of Ellick City played, and he was an older dude. He just sort of walked around and would shoot a three occasionally. It wasn't very good. But uh, his son, it, it was like his son was a, a hired henchman. I mean, his son was big and mean and terrible at everything except intimidating and or beating people up. So he came in, he'd come into the game and like, we didn't have subs, but it was sort of like, if you want to come in for a minute, come in for a minute, we'll figure it out. And um, he'd come in for a minute and I would get hot. You know, I was a lot younger than all these guys and taller and everything faster. So I'd be scoring a while and they'd send him in. I think his name was like Moose or Ox or, I mean, literally something like that. And he came in one time. Large like basically like one of the older guys, I know they did this, like said to him, like, you gotta, you gotta stop him from scoring. And I went up like to, to like steal a pass or do something. And he pushed me so hard. I went all the way into like all these folding chairs and was just like, when I, I stood back up, I had folding chairs just like stuck to me like magnets. And um, I remember it kind of screwed me up. See that. And I was like that at first I was pissed. Now I got in my car. I was like, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. That's in in a way that was the best play he made all day. And that's what I think Rojas should do is just say, I'm going to do this. This is what I do. Now, later on, I will expand my game, but right now I'm doing this. The other side note to that story is the mayor that used to play with us. I didn't know this until one day I was playing is dead of summer. He I always found it interesting. He played in a full sweatsuit, unmatched top, unmatched bottom. Like it'd be, like um, heather green sweatshirt and bright yellow sweatpants that were both very old. And one day I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, we, the game ran a little long. So I'm like having to throw on my work stuff real quick. And, you know, I mean, I'm going right back out to work in the hot sun anyway. So, I mean, I just put my jeans over my underwear, whatever. The mayor's undressing. Cause he has to go to the mayor's office. He isn't in the locker room. We're, we're like right there in the rec center. Everybody's in there. He pulls off his, sweatpants he has no underwear he didn't wear underwear to play in the game because he was like my underwear has got to be dry got to put it back on and let me just say that like i'll never forget thinking immediately gravity has done your coin purse no favors (laughs) because i don't know how he doesn't have bruises on his ankles from these things flapping around the bottom of his feet so Anyway, I just found how locked on Bama has turned. (laughs) Well, I just thought, just like like that, locked on Bama has turned. (laughs) Well, I'm just wondering how many people, show of hands, how many people used to play as a kid with their town's mayor and then saw him butt naked in the gym? I mean, not (laughs) the locker room, in the gym. Your hand is up, and no one else's hand is, except in uh, in prisons, prison yards. It would be weird if, like, somebody was like, yeah, I, I did that with the mayor of Chicago. Um, <laughs> prison, prison yard basketball. This is a prison yard basketball story. Uh, really quickly, because now we're running out of time, thanks to that uh, that scrotum story. Um, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, I'm a huge advocate. I just heard this. I was just listening to Barrett Lee. They were talking about um, – and one of her crazy coach she has on with him on Sundays, who's really, wow, it's, he's pretty crazy. Uh, they talked about conference tournaments this year. 
And he said, you know, I'm betting that a lot of conferences will either not have their conference tournament or they'll have, a, you know, it'll be like an optional thing. And I thought, man, I've been advocating for no conference tournaments for so long. Yes, they're fun. Yes, they're dramatic. But think about, like, go back to Cincinnati with Kenyon Martin when he got hurt in his conference tournament. I mean, why do we need a conference tournament when generally in the SEC, for instance, Kentucky's proven throughout the year they're the best team in the conference. Now, this year's not true, but why does Alabama need to play in a conference tournament? If we win the league, why play in the tournament? Why do we need to play in this conference tournament? This is stupid. We don't have any yeah, incentive to do that. This year of all years, it's, a, it's, it, it's, it's the most legitimate argument or the most compelling argument for why you shouldn't have conference tournaments is this year because everything about this year is different. I mean, everything's a one-off. You're doing things differently, and it's likely not going to be done that way again. Um, the biggest reason not to play is uh, you can't go play in the NCAA tournament if your team has COVID issues. So the reason not to play in the conference tournament is it's a good, it's a, perhaps uh, you're exposing the team to COVID and, and, and then you go play in a conference tournament that doesn't mean anything. And now your team's sick and you can't go play in the NCAA tournament. So teams that have already clearly qualified to get in the NCAA tournament will skip conference tournaments. That's the, that's the thought process. I don't know enough to answer the question, Luke, because to me, to me, the question is about money, and someone's going to have to explain to me if there is no conference tournament played, how that affects the money that's paid out to teams. That's uh, true. I always, me and you were insistent that college football would be played this past season, even in its darkest days, because me and you always said, it's the money, it's the money, it's the money. They're not going to just not play for this money. <laughs> and, and we were right. And I would say that's going to be the answer again to this question. I just admit that I don't know the, the finance uh, question. I don't know if how much money is the SEC going to make from staging this conference basketball tournament, uh, whether TV or fans, uh, how, how much money is there? If, if, if the answer is, well, it's not a money maker. It's not. It's not going to make any money. Then there's really no reason to do it, frankly. Um, so yes, I agree that there could be teams opting out. There could be leagues not staging the, their tournaments. I, I think that's something that's very realistic. And uh, you know, being all super selfish and talking about how it affects only my own team is, I don't really care because as of this date, <laughs> it looks pretty certain Alabama's going to be in that NCAA tournament. So. I don't really care as much about the SEC tournament, uh, but I'm just being selfish in supporting of my own program. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm fine with being selfish in this instance. I mean, I, I don't part. see. But anyway, uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode, Jimmy. We will be back tomorrow, and we'll probably start looking at this LSU game and uh, Alabama's basketball schedule upcoming. Nine games. Jimmy and I both think, you know, I think six and three obviously wins it. Because if you go six and three and and somebody else is losing, who's right behind you, but uh, five and four probably gets it. But man, I'm like you. Let's let's just keep it going. We got a pretty easy schedule. There's no reason to go to think we only go five and four when we got some of these guys. But and for now, regardless regardless of how many we win, Luke, to me it's this: you got to be playing your best basketball. Then I don't even really care if it's I don't care if it's five and four. If the season played out this way, let's say we lose the next four and we start to panic and go, That's my right. God, it's all been smoke and mirrors. We're, we're terrible. We're not good at all. We've just lost five basketball games in a row, and we're not even going to win the SEC. But then, boom, 
the magic happens. We start knocking down shots and end the year on a five-game win streak playing our best basketball of the season. That's what we need to see. We need to be playing our best basketball at the very end, regardless of what it looks like getting there. All right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.